When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to the finale episode of Melro 210, the season finale, not the series finale, mm. a We Hate Movies quarantine sideshow. Yeah! Wherein we talk about Beverly Hills 90210 and Melrose Place. Uh, you know, we have this, uh, uh, we were supposed to do another episode about Brandon's getting a, a girlfriend who's a TV star. Totally. But, mm. but then in my backyard, I found this cool little pipe. You want to go, you, you all want to walk on through it? Fuck yeah, dude. I love going at pipes. <laughs> here we go. And here we are. We're in Scott's fucking death episode. Oh Holy God. shit. We're in season two. It looks great here. He's a skeleton and he's throwing a shell at me. Uh, the yeah, theme this, song sounds better. It does. We're going to get into all of that. This is, gonna be, gonna, this is definitely going to be a supersized episode, I'm guessing. It uh, just might be. This is uh, the next 50 years original air date, November the 7th, 1991, by the way. Wow. Um, Bush's term is almost over, guys. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Here I come, motherfucker. Uh, the voices you are hearing. Mine is Steven Sadak. I am joined, of course, by my best fucking friends in the world who I haven't seen in five fucking months. Uh, Chris Cabin. Oh, hi, hi. Eric Siska. Howdy, partner. And uh, Andrew Jupin. Yo! So, yeah, this is a, we kind of decided, like, it's, it, I didn't want to just end on a wet fart. 90210 episode right. and we wanted to we've been teasing this since fucking march mm -hmm. we should just get to it what kind of fart is this bloody <laughs> oh, man. Bloody please <laughs> no let's not with the bloody what? farts why not because that's a horrible image and it sounds terrible to the ear uh oh yeah. you went to taco bell and now you have <laughs> bloody farts <laughs> See, just yeah. like 90210, this episode is a learning moment. Don't eat that much Taco Bell. You'll have bloody farts. Yeah, I you're think, telling me. I think Dylan would remember a bloody fart more <laughs> than he remembered Scott. <laughs> that is a serious high point for me, that moment. Oh, I was chuckling. And I have to say, Steve, by the way, um, we, the two of us, met in the fall of the year 2002. Mm -hmm. And we were fast friends. But I distinctly remember in the fall of 2002, 
us talking about this episode of television. <laughs> and it wasn't until today, June or July the 24th, 2020, I finally sat down and actually watched it and good gravy. This is something that's always stuck with me because it's such a bizarre episode. Uh, it's also scrubbed from uh, apologies to everybody. I don't, you know, you've got to really play fucking TV detective to find this thing. And I don't know why. I, I truly do not know why. Exactly. I mean, it's not like, you know, I could see something, you know, with modern audiences if it was like, well, I don't know, a school shooting or something. Sure. Right? But like, first of all, with, with those hadn't been invented yet. Oh. Uh, I, I in do the capacity that we have them now, that is. You know what I mean? So, like, I don't understand what's going on here. Well, I, I do know why, actually, by the way. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you see, um, since it is directed by uh, Lars von Trier, <laughs> um, <laughs> they had to, they wanted, a Criterion optioned it to be on the Blu-ray of Dogville when they finally oh, do it. Oh, sure. So they wanted to save it for that. They didn't want Hulu to be having it. They didn't want CBS to be having it. it I don't know why. Sense. It was the most expensive episode of 90210 because they had to finance the boat trip from Europe for that Dane? Dane. Yeah, right? Dane. Dane. It's, you're right, Chris. Everyone is, it's an ugly world and everybody hates everything. It is fantastic. It is, um, yeah, but this whole se- second season, I don't know what's going on with the rights. Like, it's, it's, because I'm looking at it on, on uh, Hulu and CBS All Access. And it's really scattershot. Not just this episode is missing. Uh, and episodes like the Color Me Bad episode makes sense to cut because, like, they're in the episode and you obviously have the music rights problem, et cetera, right. et cetera. But, like, this one, yeah, it's, like, totally just a it's, a it's a message episode. It's like, hey, man, lock your fucking – maybe you don't have guns around. You have, like, 18 fucking redneck kids running around. Dude, Jesus Christ. If you have a gaggle of children following you around like little baby ducks, <laughs> maybe a fucking desk drawer handgun is not the best idea. Mr. Scanlon. <laughs> what kind of – what kind of dirty land deals is he doing? He needs a fucking he needs a fucking gun at his desk. Seriously, dude, someone's gonna fucking come in and try to take him out over some oil deal. I gotta get my mill out of Connie Scanlon. <laughs> like, what the fuck, you Locked stupid hillbilly that it's also a- somehow lives in Beverly Hills? It's insane. I mean, it's good that they're addressing this big gun culture. I mean, we did say that this episode is hard to find, and you said other ones are going to be hard to find. When we do continue, we're going to go through them all. We'll find a way, and I'm sure you at home could find a way if you Google enough. Yes, and I will say I'm I'm toying with the idea because this is season two, episode 14. It'll be whenever we restart this, which we will absolutely restart, Melrose 2 and which you've promised a million times because you guys have been awesome supporting it this entire time. Totally. But when we do bring this back, and we get back to here, I, we might redo it. We might look at it. We might do it, maybe a, a syncopal commentary possibly. Oh, that's something. Uh, I'm not Skin sure if I can ca- do this again. <laughs> I got to say, you know, This Kevin, is a lot. Kevin, I kind of agree with you. And someone said it last night. It was, it was, it was either Eric or Chris, because Steve and I watched it this morning. Uh, one of you said that it was like extreme Curb Your Enthusiasm. And like to a degree, yes, Absolutely. I was the exact amount of uncomfortable watching Scott Scanlon's birthday party. Not even the fucking death. The birthday party. Right before he kills yes. himself. At his birthday party. On his birthday. The, the, the death is almost the least remarkable part of the entire episode. If the we're going to be completely correct. With it's, it. all, it's all just like weird, awkward moments. 
Yes, exactly. Like, the death was when I was finally able to breathe. I was exactly. like, oh, good, a tragedy. At least things will stop being so socially awkward. So let me bring everybody up to speed on kind of what's been going on on 90210 in betwixt. Yeah, because yeah, I, I got no, no fucking clue. No idea. I'm like an alien that just showed up. <laughs> um, I mean, not much. I mean, like, the, the Walsh kids are pretty much the Walsh kids. Uh, Dylan and Brenda, obviously, are still going out. Um, but in uh, the beginning of season two, uh, Brand, there, we have like this weird summer season for like six or seven episodes. Oh, wow, nice. that's a long time for a season. It is. Like, I'm looking at it. Yeah. And during so, um, uh, a lot of things happen. David uh, kind of. Scott goes on vacation and to <laughs> o- to Oklahoma of all places, and <laughs> he's comfortable upstate on a farm. Don't worry, everyone. <laughs> yeah, totally. <dude. laughs> and yada yada yada. But David uh, starts to ingratiate himself more with the gang, even more so because Mel Silver, who we see in this episode, David's father, starts dating Jackie Taylor, uh, oh. uh, which we call Kelly's mom, yeah. and that leads to a lot of funny, awkward shenanigans. And now he's kind of de facto, quote unquote, part of the gang. That explains the line then that kelly has about like oh david my mom wants to take you and your dad out to dinner tonight does that work or something exactly gotcha uh, mel and- silver looks like uh, a beverly hills only swinging dentist <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude he's having a lot of fun with that laughing gas i gotta tell he's got my favorite line in the series which i've said before which is jackie i've got a problem with monogamy which he absolutely <laughs> does <laughs> you know, he loves oral <laughs> Oh man! Uh, I love it. I mean, who doesn't? But yeah, (laughs) Um, Mel Silver played by the great Matthew Lawrence. Uh, Let me look it up. He was on. He's not the father of them Lawrence boys, is he? Uh, You know, I don't know. It's it's spelled different. There's a U in there. Oh, one of those. He's an '80s actor. Said almost fire. He's an Eddie in the Cruisers. Oh wow! Yeah, Um, something called Port City, which looks like garbage. He was on One Tree Hill for a bit. Anyways, but that's kind of it. And then the other the other major part of this episode is Brandon starts dating the quote-unquote new girl in school is Emily Valentine and for those of you who haven't watched the show in a while this is before she gets crazy uh it, it's still the it's early days Emily Valentine what does she turn into like a serial killer she's kind of like the joker of this show oh, oh, oh excellent <laughs> really? yeah uh no spoilers about what happens but yeah it, she kind of turns into the joker for a bit I so we got so that's kind of uh, we open it, you know, very familiar for you, gentlemen. David Silver is filming this crazy, creepy nat- nationalist fucking uh, rally. <laughs> I yes. don't know what was going on. I was looking for the fucking MAGA hats in the crowd. Yeah, is this a KKK hymn I'm hearing from, I uh, the, from the crowd here? The future belongs to me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I am America. <laughs> like, man, get that shit out of here. Uh, so, it, it, you know, it's kind of. He's like going around looking. He's like, oh, look. Every, he's like narrating. He's like, there's Kelly Taylor and Steve Sanders. Look at that. Oh, oh over here? This dude. is Donna. That's Dylan and Brenda. Oh, okay, all now my this, friends are here. All this audio is unusable. And this video is trash now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, here's the thing that's really awful about it. When he turns his sights on Steve, Kelly, and Donna, he's like, and there go the three amigos, Steve, Kelly, and Donna. And I was Jesus. like, no one's calling him that. 
I and it's it's really uncomfortable. It's but also I mean, what, what I realized today, uh, just because I accidentally watched a Ben Shapiro clip afterwards. Oh my god! What the fuck? How did so, that happen? Somebody posted it. It's him being an asshole talking about something stupid uh, on Twitter. Oh, but so it, it's every Ben Shapiro clip. You but watch. then it got you thinking, huh? Uh, it did. And I was like, wait, maybe maybe you're changing it, your views a little bit. <laughs> He sounds David before he hits puberty sounds exactly like De- Ben Shapiro now. Yeah, that's totally mm-hmm. true. I don't know, Donna. I'm just asking questions. Uh, logically, <laughs> if you think about it, Donna, there's uh, 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 you don't need to like black people because I guess I'm a racist because I don't like black people. <laughs> maybe maybe if I just talk fast enough and use a bunch of words fast enough all together, just cram in together, no one's gonna realize how fucking stupid and vapid I am. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Fuck that guy. That dude. <laughs> As dumb as donkey shit. <laughs> um, and we're going around, you know, D- Dylan doesn't want to get filmed, blah, blah, blah. And we're. We- Silver, I told you about that thing. Come on. <laughs> no pictures, dude. I don't want that going out to that, that French lady. She thinks I'm dead. She's going to track me down, Silver. <laughs> Um, she was, uh, we, it's a ceremony for, it's a three day event because we're doing a fucking, uh, what do you call it there? A time capsule reopening from 1941, 50 years ago on, and you know, uh, Scott is there. He shows up. He's got this cowboy hat because here's the thing. So, oh, so <laughs> Scott goes away. He comes back. The real uncomfortable thing is David is like now, quote unquote, cool because he's with the cool gang. And Scott has become even worse somehow. <laughs> he's got like he, he, he in Oklahoma, he got into gun culture. He got into like cowboy hats and so on and so forth. This cowboy hat, though, this is like when... Uh, I forget who it is is asking Homer to spy on Apu. <laughs> yes. And Isn't he goes it Kent in Brockman. Is yes, you're right. And he goes in with the huge cowboy hat with the camera in it. Like <laughs> that's how big this fucking cowboy hat is, Scott. Come oh, on, man. You know, and also Scott, like it's okay for friends to drift apart, and you don't have to be shoved into some. You know, you don't have to be a square peg shoved into a round hole trying to fit in with the three amigos or whatever. Whatever yeah. David's trying to cultivate. He's not like, and he's not talking about them like he's friends with them. He's like, oh my god. The three amigos that aren't friends with me, but I want to be friends with them. And like all the different characters are all like separated from him. He doesn't feel like he's in there at all. But no. the thing is to why it's so fucking devastating this this instance, because like what this episode I think captures kind of pretty okay is that idea of like, you know, when you're growing up, like friends just grow apart oh, and sure. you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. the the thing that is fucking devastating about what they set up here is that you know, David has gone off and he's got other friends and Scott yeah. has stayed where he is with no other click. Like, there's no D&D circle that he's going to also go... Ha- like, David Silver is all this kid has, which makes this so much worse. And that's the thing is, I mean, like, and also, I mean, like, it's kind of good on this show to sort of explore this sort of idea because usually, like, you know, people are always friends forever. Hooray! And... Uh, or they just get written off the show, which they kind of almost should have done with Scott, right? Like, yep. he yes. didn't work in the first season. We had the new opening, the sexy new opening. He's certainly yeah. not part of it. I mean, I guess they're trying to do that here, but oh, you can just vanish him, and I would be like, okay, so he's just hanging out in another part of the school. Yeah. Or, like, he's just, he's so, he comes back and he's like, David, I fucking loved Oklahoma, dude. Like, as much as we're great friends, Oklahoma like spoke to me. It's where I was comfortable. And guess what, motherfucker? I'm going and living with my aunt and uncle. Sure. And I'll see you around. I'm gonna be the fucking prince of Oklahoma. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like that, and just go instead, it's like 
nope, we're going to use this kid as an example for a hey, message episode. Hey, let's face death. Come on, a 90210 tonight. Let's face death. So Scott, look at straight in the face. So Scott is like creeping in, like they're, David's doing like, oh, guys, what would you be doing in 1941? And they're like, oh, you know, we'd be doing all this stuff. And like, we're having fun with it. And Scott's like, hey, 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 guys. Like he's on the corner of it. And it is brutal. Yeah, <sighs> interrupting Steve Sanders' answer that he'd be defending the Wehrmacht and the Fatherland. <laughs> be a pretty serious nazi sympathizer i think <laughs> wow steve your uh your german pronunciation is coming along so well yeah, yeah danke teacher yeah no nefarious reasons for that uh yeah uh, and uh steve would go on to eat a fucking uh, cyanide pill <laughs> i wish that's the end of season 10 dude he's like you know what i've had a good run click uh they wind up so like you know uh uh, I think Scott invites David to his uh, Scott's like oh you know what are you doing later man he's like I gotta cut this video Scott see you later <laughs> and it's kind of great his this woman his mother I'll, I'll look her up the character the actress um, oh god this is brutal Jenny this is a brutal character Jenny O'Hara as Pam Scanlon this woman is a night an actual David Lynch nightmare person <laughs> yes. oh yes, you know absolutely. that's right she that's what she she played the uh, spoiler alert for the film uh, yep. Devil. She yep. plays the devil. She's it's totally the devil. <laughs> believable, yeah. even in this in this show, believable. Well, I mean, this is all just. A, I think her his parents were sacrificing him to the devil. That's mm. what this is all about. Well, she's just creeping around the school, waiting <laughs> yes. for David to pass by so that she could rope him into doing the work of what? Getting him friends, fake friends, I guess. Well, it's like, oh, we're throwing Scotty a surprise party. You're going to come, aren't you? A, that's a huge imposition. She's sure. like, and he's like, uh, sure, Miss Scanlon, I guess I have to. And then he, she's like, oh, and then just bring about 20 or 25 kids. And he's like, hold on, lady. <laughs> This is not my job. It's so last minute. That's really the issue I have with this. It's awful. And also, once you get a look at the Scanlon Ranch here, <laughs> she thought 25 extra people were going to fit in this house? What planet are you look, on? Look, David, I already bought the meatballs, okay? You're bringing 25 people. You got oh, yeah. me? Well, where are they going to sit? Your fucking litter is all over the house. The front lawn. It's a picnic. <laughs> And everyone gets a gun. It's a gun party. Everyone gets to come, and everyone gets... I've got all these guns, David. What am I going to do with uh, these guns? Connie, honey, did you get the guns? The guns for the birthday. Yeah, the party favor guns. Everyone gets to take home a gun. <laughs> um, so David is now given this fucking Herculean task of having to get anyone to give a shit about Scott Scanlon. There is a nice moment, though, when Scott is asking him just so uncomfortably about what, you know, what plans he has or whatever. <clears throat> when he basically, like, shuts that shit down and he's like, Scott, I'm fucking busy, dude. He lets him DJ yes. in the radio station, which is kind of nice. Which there I are, Yeah, they, they pepper these moments of, like, David Silver's still, like... You know, again, and it was that tr it feels like sort of truthful in a way, like you've sort of like let all that shit, you know, high school shit fly away. And you're like, all right, dude, like, come on, we're still yeah, we're still friend. You know, you're a nice guy. He tries to do a nice thing for him. I'm going to assume the thing he plays is Friends in Low Places by Garth Brooks, which is Absolutely. on the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, that right. has to be right. No, no, it is. I mean, it's, it's or, it, no, that's not what they're dancing to. Oh, maybe the, that's what maybe at the that's, party. Oh, that might be it, too. I don't know. 
This is the Garth thing. What was that? That evil Garth Brooks? Chris Gaines. Chris Gaines. Chris Gaines. Yeah. <laughs> Musical guest, Chris Gaines. <laughs> that was the funniest thing, right? Because it was Garth Brooks hosting SNL, but the yep. musical guest was Chris Gaines. Absolutely. What Chris a, Gaines. What a bad idea. Looked like the guy from My Chemical Romance came back from a future Looper style. Well, yeah, I mean, you're right. And became a country artist. <laughs> Garth Brooks popularized what would become emo, at least fashion-wise. This is totally right. I love it. Um, so he's <laughs> trying to get everyone to go, and nobody fucking wants to. Meanwhile, the second—I mean, if this episode wasn't uncomfortable, if your butthole wasn't in your throat me? already, <laughs> you've got to deal with fucking Andrea and Brandon and Emily Valentine, Man. the huh. worst fucking love triangle. Because she's like, it's at the, it's at this uh, event. She's like, oh, Brandon, are you excited for Citizen Kane this weekend? This is Andrea, and he's like, oh, is that this weekend? I was supposed to hang out with emily and she's like oh and she's devastated and he goes how are you gonna blame me you bought the tickets two months ago yeah that's what i was gonna point out dude he's like how do you expect me to remember this when you bought the tickets months ago it's like dude you are the absolute worst he sucks he sucks and andrea zuckerman is the dream girl brandon kane man Brandon Walsh, I gotta say, he's a calendar guy. He knew this was coming. I can yeah. smell yeah. all all of them. I can. That's that's a calendar man. If I ever fucking saw one, totally right, dude. He's got a very detailed day planner. He probably has a fucking like calendar and his stupid trapper keeper. Absolutely, a hundred percent. And he's like, and he's like, it's not like, oh, I I have dinner plans with uh, Emily, or I'm going to. There, we have we have another thing we're doing. It's like. I was supposed to kind of hang out with Emily instead. It's like, well, you had specific plans with me, asshole. Well, <laughs> you know what, Andrea? Here's the thing. If we go to the movies, I can't diddle you in the theater. <laughs> but if I go over to Emily's house and do nothing, I could diddle her in her dad's den. So <laughs> that's what he's saying. He's like, yes. I can go. I have no plans with this girl except that I may be able to you know, get a little action. Right. You, Andre, I'm just going to watch this movie say, from the 40s. Say, Dylan, do you know if that trick from Diner really works? <laughs> I was going to see maybe if Emily wanted to see a movie. Brandon, you can't do it, buddy. You can't do it. <laughs> what was that trick in Diner again? When uh, Mickey Rourke puts his uh, cock inside the, the, a uh, bucket of popcorn. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. old popcorn trick. Love it. Thank you for your popcorn. <laughs> hey, Andrea, actually, I was thinking about it. How about I just take both those Citizen Kane tickets? Because you won't even be able to get there, what with the bus schedule being as it is. So, <laughs> well, you might be able to get there, but then by the time the movie's over with, it's pretty long. You know, it's like two hours, and there's going to be an intro at the beginning. The bus might shut down by the time we get out of the theater. So, so I'm um, thinking me and Emily could go and we could make out during Citizen Kane. I, I'm <laughs> thinking about bringing the popcorn out right when he's making the speech in front of the big poster. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, now, now Steve, did in, in, in the in-between time, since we skipped ahead a little bit, has Andrea and Brandon gotten together whatsoever? They, they did. At the season finale, they almost really hook up, and then it's sort of like they get interrupted, and it's like, well, we'll see. And I kind of don't remember what happens in the summer times, mm. um, but like that, there is – like they, they push that thing really close, and then it just doesn't happen. Mm. Uh, but she's obviously so super into him still, and yeah, he is totally. like – the thing is, he can't be oblivious at this point. No, he, he knows. Cannot. He's he knows. known for a while. He no. just he likes like tormenting her. Absolutely. Yeah. So David is running around trying to get everybody to go to this thing. Nobody wants to go because it's going to be fucking horrible. 
Um, I forget. How does he guilt everyone go to, into going? He, he doesn't. It's it's it's. And I I said this off the air, and I'll say it now because other points, it's also proven. But it's due to the heroism of the the fucking a number one slugger of this episode is Donna. Donna is the one who convinces all them to go to the party. That's right. And yeah. Donna is doing a lot of legwork throughout the rest of this episode. Because I guess the idea is, Steve, I mean, they're not together here, but like Donna maybe likes him or something, and they're kind of flirting with that. Yes, they're, they're, they're starting to get together, kind of a thing. Yeah, and they, they become a power couple throughout the rest of the yeah, run. You know, maybe Donna could get the party started. <laughs> you know who could do literally anything in this show? Donna. Like, they, they're trying to, they're finally, this episode is the first one where i'm seeing like they're actually finding something for donna to actually do and she's yeah. a character she's like she's like the only maybe maybe donna could have empathy for a dead child totally maybe <laughs> donna's a compassionate human being <laughs> oh you uh, david uh, silver needs a doormat maybe donna could be a doormat <laughs> oh, you, could talk, a... you could say whatever you want to donna dude <laughs> go nuts they're having a convo in the hallway, and he's like, "Come on, guys! Like, just it's it's Scott's birthday. Like, what am I gonna do here, man?" Oh, and they're Dylan. all like, "I don't know, dude." And they like waltz off. Dylan and, says he's gonna be in Baja. Yeah, <laughs> instant out, dude. Always with the surfing vacations. Dylan knows what's up. He knows how to get out of his social. And Brenda's like, "Can I ever come on these things?" He's like, "Uh, nah, dude. Sorry. Why don't you learn how to surf, babe? First things first. Those are just sex tourism trips, right? Absolutely, they would have to be. Bren, yeah. Bren, you can't come with me because then you'll find out about my secret family. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I shouldn't oh. have said that. Oh, crap. <laughs> oh, she's... did I say Baja? I meant Nice, France, where I have my second family. <laughs> He's raising uh, that baby, dude. <laughs> she, but like it's so it's in that whole thing where like they all walk away like sorry, bro, and Donna's like, don't worry, man. Like I'll you know I'll talk to them. We can try to figure something out. And first of two instances in this episode, I caught a savage boom mic error. Ooh. Ouch, dude! Holy it's... fuck! It almost hit Tori Spelling right in the face. <laughs> Take it again, guys. Like we're not <laughs> that big. Like oh, boom mic, guys. Let's do it again. Yeah, it it's... takes two seconds. It's not the fucking. It's not the the bridge shot and sorcerer. You you'll be able to get it again. Maybe yeah. the maybe the prom theme this year is good audio. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the DP probably just thought like, okay, no, I'm making a movie right now, right? This would be in a theater, <laughs> right? Um, so and also like, here's the thing, every like David should figure it out. Like, and I mean like, you know, he's being naive, I guess. What is worse? Then coming with nobody is coming with these people. That yep. is at, like dragging some because you know it's going to be an embarrassing party. It's going to you know what I mean. The mom's already talking about like she's got toys for all the kids and shit. Like you know Steve Sanders is going to be a piece of shit. Steve Sanders wants to get fucking drunk and hit on his ex girlfriend. That's all he wants to do. <laughs> yep, that's what he lives for. That's what he and maybe a little cocaine. I don't know, uh, but that's what he lives for. And and like here's the thing though. Like you know that this mom's planning this surprise party and whatnot. I had no idea it was going to be this infantile. This is a oh. six. It's like a sixteen-year-old's birthday party. This is fucking rough. <laughs> it is kid shit rough. Because we, we we cut to it. David is there. David and Donna are there, right? Or no? It's, is it just is just David at first? I, th I think it's just David. Yeah, and Donna comes with everybody else. So it's just David. He's like, sorry, I, I Mrs. Scanlon, I just couldn't get anyone to go. And she's like, 
Oh, well, hmm, I guess we'll just have to make do, David. I'm like, it's your fucking party, lady. You had 16 years to plan this birthday party, <laughs> Mrs. Scanlon. Do not drop this on David Silver's and shoulders. The, there's a ton of kids there. There, we are. We do have little plastic cowboy hats he's passing around. Uh, <sighs> are, are these siblings or something? Yeah, there's a, something in one of the season one episodes that we covered in the last few weeks. Scott says something about how he has like fucking eight brothers and sisters or something. He doesn't need friends then. He's got plenty at home. Yeah, well, Con- Conrad, don't miss. <laughs> oh my God, he's a real sharpshooter. Come on, Cody, Logan, Brewster, Sarah, Scott. Oh, wait, you're dead? Uh, anyways, Scott, too. <laughs> oh, dude, the dog shows up. <laughs> Scott T. Scott T. Scanlon. Uh, we do meet Conrad here, and it's just it's he's he's tending bar, and he's like, ah, you know, well, uh, hey David, how's it going? How's how's it hanging? This guy is creepy looking to get out. He he only has one scene. You really should have more. He really should, especially because this is all his fault. And uh, he also looks like uh, whenever Joey Pants needed a stunt double in the Matrix. <laughs> he really does. You couldn't find a blonde actor here? Like, it didn't... Scott is famously blonde. That's all we know about him. Yeah, I, I don't know what this guy's what? deal is. There is a fucking douche chill line right at the start of this party, though, because when David goes up to him, he's like, oh, hey, Mr. Scanlon. And they're trying to, like, he's like, you ready for my son's great party? What a great life my son Scott has ahead of him. <laughs> <laughs> and fucking dude, the David Silver line. He goes. Scott says he's got a. Uh, you got a couple rad new guns in your collection. Oof, your collection of guns, what Mr. Scanlon. That's another sc- sibling or a cousin. Some little dinkus is like, oh, yeah. can we go outside and shoot your guns? And he's like, well, they're not toys, but they are awesome. They're so that's, cool. You're, you're yeah. totally right. I just remember it's the kid who's. There's a fucking fantastic mullet going on with this one kid there. When they ask him about, like, the rad new guns, he says, damn right. <laughs> so he's making them sound cool. Mm-hmm. About, oh, no, they're not toys, everybody. They're just super secret awesome things that grown-ups get to play with. <laughs> that, that's right, Georgie. I liquidated your college fund, and we've got some new fun toys <laughs> called what, guns. What is your fascination with my mysterious <laughs> gun closet? <laughs> It's fucking crazy. So uh, Donna, Kelly, and Steve show Steve. up, the three amigos. Uh, Brenda's there with them, too. Oh, Brenda, that's point. right. It's like, yeah. oh, wow, you guys came. That's awesome. And, it, it, you know, they're all instantly uncomfortable because it's a little kid's party. And, like, they it's don't a little kid's like party, guy. but also these rich kids have never seen wood paneling like that's this. That's a really wall. good point. It's yeah. a class they're, issue. Yep, absolutely. They're like, look at this. Like, what did, what did she not have money for birth control? Why are all these children here? Oh, wait, your family what? has guns? What are you, poor? Yeah. We got bazookas. <laughs> we have bazookas? Is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> That's Why don't you toy. have a pool? Where's your pool? Um, is it, who's catering this thing? Ew, your mom made, what is that? Ew, it smells like uh, spaghetti in here. Uh, Miss <laughs> Scanlon, I'm sorry. Hi, yeah, I'm Kelly. Where's your cocaine room? <laughs> Dude, you, you, I want to see fucking Jackie Taylor show up to this party, spice it up a bit. Oh, my God, dude. She'd be like a fucking hurricane in this little house. <laughs> um, yeah, she'd find the gun before the kid. <laughs> <laughs> I could pawn this for some cocaine. <laughs> uh, but also, yeah. weird thing that's going on throughout this entire party, and it's like 
the most awful foreshadowing when you know what goes on in this episode. Did anybody else catch this? The like incessant balloon popping sound effects. Yes. Like there are shots ringing out through this entire birthday party because the smart. kids keep popping the balloons. It's foreshadowing. It's just super smart. It's uh, it's uh, the fucking uh, fireworks bit boogie nights kind of. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so Brandon and Emily show up a bit late. Uh, and you see, see them kind of coming up the front, and they're like, oh, you know, Brent said we just have to pop into this party, and we'll just fuck somewhere else or something. <laughs> and she's, like, really uncomfortable, and uh, they see the car pull up, and the move is just run. You know yep. what I mean? Just, just book it. Yeah. <laughs> they see the car pull up, like, oh, uh, uh, we're going to ruin the surprise. So Scott comes out, and he's like, Hey Brandon, whoa! What are you doing at my house? It's like Holy Michael. shit! <laughs> exactly, it's like Michael Jordan. Oh my god, <laughs> celebrities here! It's like Michael Jordan, but four feet shorter. <laughs> Look, why do you give a shit about Brandon fucking Walsh? Fuck that guy! Because he doesn't know how shitty Brandon is, dude. It's this whole thing of like, you know, the caste system in high schools are built as such where it's like, wow, that guy's the best. And it's just, like, what you think of him and, like, what the school thinks of him in that way. And it's, like, if only Scott knew how much of this dude stinks. Brandon Walsh, women want to be with him and men want to be him. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> exactly. That is, that is the mindset, exactly. And he's like, oh, we were just walking Emily's dog. And he's like, what dog? And then instantly all, <laughs> all the kids come out, like, surprise, Scott, it's your birthday. And, like... This this mother gives them a fucking dirty look to end all dirty looks. Fuck, this was brutal. This is like some soul-crushing staring right here. Scott also has a real doofus line here where uh, he goes, They're all here? Inside? Oh. Far out! <laughs> oh, God, just go to Oklahoma. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. wait a minute. Here, oh, Brandon, will you, uh, will you sign my book? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, Steve Sanders peed on the seat in my house. <laughs> Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Keep it as it is. Holy shit. Kelly Taylor was rude to my mother. This is the best. <laughs> Donna Martin was disgusted by my wood paneling. Oh, my gosh. Steve Sanders spilled food on the rug and said, what does it matter? Just buy a new one. Classic Steve. Brenda Walsh spit right in my eye. Can't wash it ever again. She swore it was just an accidental gleek, but I thought it was a real loogie. They, they, they spit out their gum and made me eat it. I, I think I'm one of them now, guys. I'm part of the gang. Oh, my God. Is Dylan here? Is Dylan here? Let me eat Dylan's gum. Uh, none of that happens. No. Uh, we go inside. It's really uncomfortable. Nobody wants to be there. Like, And everyone's kind of doing that. And it's, you know, we've all been here. It's like... So uh, when can we leave? Oh, it, yeah. You go into the party, and like the second you cross the threshold, you're counting the seconds until you can leave. And it's always the cake. It's always the fucking birthday cake. Yep. Oh, also, though, really quickly, uh, the douche chill that sets this whole thing off is uh, Scott overhears David oh, God. being like, no one would have even shown up if it wasn't for me. No one gives a shit about this kid. What, what Scott a shithead, is man. right there. I couldn't believe it. Ugh. And he's, he's saying a, that, isn't he saying that directly to Donna who did all the work of getting yep. people here? Yep. 
that's fantastic. That's <laughs> fantastic. Because I think like Miss um, Scanlon's kind of rude. She's like, "Well, your friends ruined the surprise," which is you know whatever. And he's just like, "Oh man, no one gives a fuck about Scott." <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, here comes his birthday. Happy birthday, brother man! I think anyone that's cares about that dumb, stupid baby's birthday? <laughs> There's no, like, I mean, I guess they don't get to have that scene because he fucking kills himself. But, like, there was no, like, hey, David, man, that was fucking rude, dude. Like, what do you, David, do you hate me? It's so weird because he goes back, he, when he does get the gun, he's kind of jovial with it when David walks in. And it's just like, are you this dense? Yep. <laughs> Your he's... friends hate you. Because, <laughs> yeah, like, everyone's, like, really uncomfortable wanting to leave. Um, and then David tries to get the, st- the part. Uh, Miss Scanlon wants to do limbo, and he's like, that's going to oh. ruin it. Steve Sanders is a limbo, you dumb bitch. <laughs> this is I'm- Steve fucking Sanders in your house. How dare you? No, you get your fucking poor ass out on the street, and you find some coke too sweet, lady. I did think Scott was going to kill himself over how sad this thing is. Yeah. Sad, yeah. Uh, but I did not uh, expect it to be an accident. He starts giving like a speech about how cool Scott is. And like for for his birthday, I'm going to get Scott. We're going to teach Scott how to dance. Let's all get out on the dance floor. And they're all dancing. It's all oh. they're doing 90s dancing. Ugh. And it's so much about. Oh my God! I'm brushing up against Kelly Taylor. My erection is enormous right now. Totally, dude. Had he lived to tell the tale, <laughs> the kids back at the computer lab would have been going nuts over how his boner accidentally bumped into Kelly Taylor. That that is Jack and material for two years mm-hmm. at yep. least. That's Guaranteed. two years at least. Well, because he's in between like Kelly and Brenda at one point, and uh-huh. it's yeah. like yeah, it's it's really working for Scott now. And- the other thing, oh man, what was I just going to say about this? Oh, Steve, I think uh, to add some credence to why this is where the Garth Brooks song is playing, mm-hmm. uh, David is like, all right, everybody, now get in a line. Everybody get in a line. Uh, okay. We're going to do some Scott dancing. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Yeah. That's right. And they're like, yeah, they are doing the low thing. Yep, they're doing. exactly. Um, and he is near those girls, so he does shoot a little early. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, that's why he died, dude. All the blood was in the wrong place. <laughs> yeah, gotta, you got to keep that shit in your brain when you're do you handling think, Do you seriously think that, like, the like the dancing with the hot babes, like, it just it fucking put his brain into overdrive, and it was just like, <laughs> I cannot compute how awesome this is that I was dancing mm-hmm. with babes. I'm fucking invincible. Let's yep. go fly into the sun right now. I felt everything I'm ever going to feel. <laughs> Tonight, dancing between Kelly and Brenda. Come in my pants. The I've reason... felt everything and I know everything. <laughs> it can't get better than this. Might as well go and die. It was so good he wanted it to last forever, so he's going to get his gun, the gun out and demand it. No, no, keep dancing. Keep dancing. <laughs> dance. Dance. Diddy mouth. <laughs> Start shooting at Donna's feet. <laughs> yeah, you could do it, man. Donna can take it. Yeah, shoot <laughs> shoot at my daughter's feet. That's cool. Use real bullets. And, and I mean, this is a very high school-y thing. And this is where I, I'm like, what am I supposed to feel about any of our main characters here? Because they're being really shitty. I mean, it's an uncomfortable thing. Clearly, this is a nerd's party, and they, they hate it. But fucking Brandon and Emily sneak off to a kid's room to get like a hand job going. Is that dude? Th- she like w- they're doing the dancing, and also like Brandon Walsh, f- 
famously terrible dancer. Mm-hmm. So he's yeah. already uncomfortable. He's got that T-shirt tucked into those dungarees. Don't worry about mm. it. And he's like kind of standing there. And she whispers like, I'm going to suck your dick in a child's bedroom. <laughs> wow. And he's like, got it. Let's go. And like, hey. if you're at a family birthday party and you see someone pull, like it's a couple, like you see a couple at a, at a family birthday party and one person in the couple pulls the other one by the hand away from the party, red alert. Hey, yep. hey, hey, look, it was on the calendar, okay? <laughs> he had true. had it on the calendar and M had <laughs> seen the calendar as well and they knew it was time. Look, if the clock hits midnight and I haven't been sucked off, the schedule's thrown way out of whack. He learned that from his father. (laughs) (laughs) Gonna have to get a new far side desk calendar then. (laughs) Hey, hey, Brandon, you ever, you ever. (laughs) Sorry, hold on. I got it. I got it. I'm gonna get it. All right, all right. Wait, wait for it, everybody. Here we go. Hey, Brandon, did you ever get a blowjob on cheap sheets? Do they got Yodas and shit on them? <laughs> What's it like to blow a load on a 300 thread count sheet, Brandon? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm just like eye to eye with Captain America right now. <laughs> See, like, if the party was just kids, fine. Maybe find a room to fuck in. But the fact that the parents are there handing people juice and shit. Exactly. It's <laughs> twisted. And she catches, and she catches us, uh, pa- Pam Scanlon catches them. She's, she's putting the kids to bed. The cake has already been out or whatever. The cake's about to come out. She's trying to put the kid. In the, she's trying to put this kid in pajamas, and she catches him on fucking third base. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, dude! And again, the glare that Pam Scanlon gives. That's a name, by the way. Pam Scanlon. <laughs> she gives the two of them holy shit, and it's so fucking great because, like, the whole thing is she's like, "All right, everybody, we're gonna do cake." After the kids get their PJs on, and all the teenagers are just like, Jesus Christ, this cake deadline, man. <laughs> yeah, you just keep pushing it back. Um, Pam so- Scanlon is like the scourge of the PTA. You just know it. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. She's got a laundry list of complaints. So uh, they they all kind of now, they're humiliated and embarrassed. So they're like, I guess it's time to go. And she's like, yeah, I guess it is. And everybody leaves, all the kids except for David. This uh, is the worst. I think this is one of the worst exchanges, though, in the entire episode. Because, like, they're getting kicked out. And, like, Kelly's like, oh, okay, well, if you're leaving, we're all out of here. And she goes, Peach Pit? And Brandon goes, yeah, let's go see Nat. And Scott is right there, and I was like, hey, Scott, these teenagers want to go hang out with a fucking 60-year-old Italian guy than stay here and hang out at your birthday party. They would rather go hang out with Nat at the beach (laughs) pit than be friends with you. Hey, kids, how's it going? Ooh, you smell poor. Why do you smell poor tonight? You guys smell like poverty and gunpowder. What the hell happened? Vanilla shakes coming up. Uh, but Pam Scanlon. That's the name I haven't heard in a long time. Oh, shit. Nat's secret father. Ooh, I like it. Ooh, yeah. Oh, dude, that's the fucking, the little uh, button on the end of the episode is it's Scott Scanlon's tombstone, and Nat is just laying a single rose down in the rain. <laughs> Good night, sweet prince. <laughs> You'll always be Scott Buccicchio to me. <laughs> God damn it. Get out of here, Nat. I bought these guns to keep you away. <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's get some hamburgers in you kids. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so they all leave, and it's like, oh hey, well let's. We're now we're finally gonna do the fucking cake, and um, this is when one of the last things that Scott Scanlon says to his best friend in the world, David Silver, is, "I know you'd rather be with your friends," oh, and oh. it's 
devastated. <laughs> it's really bad. And they're like, hey, we need to light this cake. Hey, Scott, why don't you go in your father's gun room and go find a lighter? <laughs> and he does, and he's taken a long time. He like, I think first the lighter doesn't work, so he's like, "Oh, yeah. there's got to be a better lighter somewhere at Dad's desk drawer." Yeah, I he know finds where the a, key is. Yeah, he finds like a Zippo that's like out of oil or something, mm, and, and it doesn't work. He fishes out and he finds this fucking Glock, and David shows up. He's like, "Scott, what's up?" Oh, and it's like, "Hey, David, check it out!" And he starts spinning <laughs> this gun like an asshole. And you, you kind of, you cut to David. You hear the gun fall, and then you see a flash. And yeah, he's dead. He's 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 dead. Yeah. The way that they orchestrate this too, with everything turning into bad music video slow motion, and like Brian Austin Green is like putting his hands over his eyes, and it's all like jittery footage. It's not handled the best. You no. should do Pulp Fiction spray, dude. That's what I want to see. <laughs> oh, yes. All over David Silver's face. Uh, oh, fuck. I killed Scott. <laughs> he shot then, Scott in the face. Yep. And then David Silver and, you know, whoever else. I don't know. Maybe maybe uh, Steve Sanders. They got to go to Quentin Tarantino's house <laughs> and wear, wear his clothes. Um. So that's that. We cut immediately to the memorial service, which is kind of oh. at, at, sc- at school. The uh, second time in this episode, we're having a fucking sing along in the quad, by the way. Um, and do you think they were like, oh, fuck, we we're supposed to open the time capsule, but now this kid's dead. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just put his whole body in there. <laughs> great, great. Now we got to wait another 50 years thanks to Scott Scanlon's oh. accidental suicide. Man, great. There, are, there are so many disappointed calendar people. <laughs> I mean, this this is just rampant. Like this, it was never ending pushbacks. Um, yeah, and it's 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 my favorite line of the whole episode. We're oh. just kind of watching everybody, and everyone's really sad, and it's it's a very sad moment. You cut to Dylan and Brenda, and Dylan <laughs> is just like, "Hey, Bren, I don't want to sound like a jerk, but which one was Scott?" And this I'm is like, fucking dude, crazy. You are dude. at his fucking memorial, dude. You were in the intro <laughs> with him. It is fucking. It's a twofer though because it's <laughs> it's. A, it is really incredible because she is like, Dylan, you fucking had technology with that guy last year. And he's like, I thought that guy over there was Scott. And she's like, no, he was in your class, blonde kid. And then he just goes, oh, my God, that guy. <laughs> D- Dylan's first appearance on this fucking show was coming out of the shadows to defend yep. Scott. Absolutely. First dude. appearance. It's insane. Oh, it's absolutely insane. I, lo- oh I do love it. But guess- which one is Scott Scanlon? <laughs> but like, meanwhile, his mother is right behind him. You know what I mean? Like, it's a it's a memorial for someone. Like, if you have that question, you ask it before, you ask it after. You do not yep. ask it during. Yep. Just you know what? Do your best to try to do like some silent detective work. And if by the end of the dead person's memorial, you still can't figure it out, maybe <laughs> quietly ask someone off to the side. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Scott wasn't the guy who was dating Kelly for all those years. <laughs> no, Are you sure, Brad? No, that's one of your uh, closest friends, Steve Sanders, Dylan. <laughs> what? Oh, Standing right. right next to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Scott's dead. Who's gonna run the peach pit? Well, no, <laughs> Scott, D- Dylan, that's Nat. Um, Oh, oh, my God, Scott's dead? <laughs> hey, David, sorry about your girlfriend. No, that's Donna Martin. <laughs> oh, right, Jeez. Donna. I thought you said the blonde one. 
Jeez, Bran, you're acting pretty good for your father, Scott, to be dying. <laughs> We're being at his funeral and everything. Uh, no, 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 that's your the friend from tech class. Is well, I never met him, but he's surfing on the river sticks now. <laughs> uh, at this memorial service, we kind of get a little more Andrea and Brandon's like, well, we're going to have to put out a very special issue of The Blaze dedicated to Scott. And they they have this like kind of back and forth about Andrea is tr- – and they, uh, typical Brandon, he's like, why are you trying to politicize this event? I'm like, a kid <laughs> fucking got killed by this fucking dumb hillbilly parents. Listen, time to politicize it. Now's not the time to talk about gun violence. Okay, <laughs> we have to grieve for ten years, and then there'll be another shooting, and then we'll grieve another ten more. Now, the thing that's weird though is they're also arguing over which one of them is going to cover the funeral. Really weird, dude. Maybe school newspaper. Uh, you can just write your little thing about Scott without having to send the <laughs> fake teen press junior to the fucking funeral of this child the fucking new school newspaper covering this kid's death it reminds me i just re-listened to i think it's the 1980 no respect rodney dangerfield album oh he's yeah he's got a line in there he's like yeah i moved to such a bad neighborhood you know at the local school the school newspaper's got obituaries <laughs> <laughs> west beverly high you heard of it <laughs> oh oh wow you see that scott scanlon oh wow he checked out early that kid had the right idea Kid was just waiting for a shot. He got one. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, they're fighting. They're fighting about this, and there's more like, um, and the the thing is like, who's gonna cover the funeral? A, I agree. Really stupid question. Nobody is. And they're like, well, Brandon, you should do it. And then Emily's like, mm, I don't think it's right if you do it because his mom's gonna freak out after we got kicked out of that party. And she's like, why were you kicked out of the party? Well, we were kind of making out. And she, Emily knows what's going on here too. By the way, she's oh, she's, sure. she's fucking putting her flag on flag in the ground. Yeah, we were fucking on. You know, we were we were getting there, dude. Totally. She can fucking smell what Andrea's putting out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then Andrea runs off in a huff, and Brandon's like, what is her problem? Um, <laughs> but he wants he winds up cover, covering the funeral anyway. There is this, uh, we cut to the funeral, and, you know, the, the and here's the thing, Mel Silver, you need to put some distance between your son and this woman. That is your job as a parent. Because, yep. like, he's, uh, you don't see him yet. He's only in later in the episode, but, like, David's like, oh, yeah, uh, uh, and she's like, well, you have to sit with the family. It's like, but my dad is here, and da-da-da-da-da, and, like, once that happens, you need to go up, listen, lady, just, you know, grieve your own way. My son's going to grieve his way. It's going to be what it is, kind of a thing. Yep, and instead, she's just like, Scott's memory will be kept alive by those who loved him. This is David Silver, Scott's bestest, bestest friend in the whole world. She says bestest, bestest friend yeah. in the whole world, <laughs> like, six times, and he's meeting, like, aunts and uncles and fucking hee-haw hillbilly cousins from this fucking family if it's a teenager you have to give him like a good week's notice before he can write and say something at a funeral of course he's a fucking child you can't just be being like a couple hours hey uh why don't you just you know take all your feelings all that angst and pour it out in front of uh 200 people exactly well 17 year old david silver of course you're a fucking certified grief counselor why don't you get up there and say a few words it's insane uh, what i do i i do like about this episode is is david's arc with him being confronted by everyone at school acting like he's going to be super devastated and he's 
it's almost it's almost tragic too because he's almost like I don't even like Scott anymore. <laughs> and that I mean that's it's like his it's a it's a fascinating thing for this character to be wrestling with because he's like he is sad that Scott is dead, but then he's also super guilty because he's like we weren't fucking friends anymore, you yeah. know. But he's and then he's like thrust into this position of like. Oh yeah, everything was just like it was when you were in the fifth grade. Like that's the way uh, Mrs. Scanlon, you know, thinks everything was going down. You know, and it's like devastating watching him being, you know, this push and pull kind of a thing I, with his fucking brain. I remember back in kindergarten when we were first becoming friends, and Mrs. Scanlon would just hang out in the front of the school, behind trees, <laughs> waiting for us to come out, and she would do that all the time. <laughs> Notably absent from this funeral, Conrad Scanlon. Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, shit. he's and in prison. You know what's going on there? Are we talking involuntary manslaughter charges? <laughs> he's, he's looking for the big rock candy mountain. I think. I think he's on the trails. He's heading out westwide. Dude, that I mean, guy she's wants west, to. I think can I get? I guess <laughs> he. Uh, no, I think he fucking wants to go surfing with Dylan, and Dylan's gonna be like, "Hey, Mister Scanlon, make sure to put the safety thing around your ankle so you can still, you know, catch your board if you get thrown off." <laughs> no, no, Dylan, that's fine. I'm going to be freeballing it on this trip. No, no, Dylan, I'm going to attach that to my revolver so I don't lose it. <laughs> uh, uh, Mister Scanlon, you know you're not supposed to tie, you know, bags of rocks to your ankles when you go into the. Ocean. I've got it, fella. Don't worry about me. <laughs> now, do you think he would actually be really? I mean, because he's got so many backup kids. That's a good point. <laughs> like, he's nowhere he really to be upset? found. Like, he would at least be grieving, right? I guess. I That's mean, the thing. I, I, he's either been jailed or he's fled the family or something. <laughs> yes. I'm definitely not jailed. Not in this country, dude. That's actually true. Update. Yeah, that, that fucking gun was standing its ground. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Update. He was later found living in Vietnam on his own. <laughs> He's been extradited to the United States and awaiting trial. <laughs> oh, Connie Scanlon. Um. <laughs> he now goes by Lord Conrad. <laughs> the deviant known as Lord Conrad has been found. <laughs> With another dead blonde boy in his, in his wake. <laughs> Update. Uh, no, I don't know. It's Update. Great. He was going through local boys like Kleenex. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, they were all uh, accidental suicides. <laughs> uh, update. He didn't figure out where to hide a fucking gun. Um, update. Didn't know there was a safety button on those things either, the dumb fuck. Uh, they wind up... So, like, we don't see the actual funeral. The next day is what Eric was kind of talking about. Everybody's like, hey, David, how's it going? Like, Dylan is like, Dave, you okay, man? And, like, he's like, yeah, Dylan, I'm fine. Steve Sanders, by the way. Ooh. Oh, Lars von Trier, MVP. He's just like, hey, David, <laughs> how's it going? He's like, yeah, it's, it's going okay, Steve. He's like, so was like the blood and stuff all over the place. You saw it, right? <laughs> Dude, you know, it was crazy, David. After Scott iced himself, I went back to my mansion and I was watching this zombie movie. And like, <laughs> do you think like Scott's guts like fell out of his fucking belly when he shot himself? Do you see that shit, man? <laughs> It's good that we get like a reference of to where he was shot. I and mean, if he was shot in the stomach, I mean, I'm surprised he died because I always heard you're going to be okay. <laughs> That's true. It takes the longest to bleed out. Well, you know what? Scott, are you, you goddamn doctor? You're going to be okay. You you you're going to be okay. Rapid David Silver. They drop him in the living room and they're like, "No, we're going to wait, all right? We're going to have cake." <laughs> 
You are not going to the emergency room and getting that bullet removed until we have this fucking cake. <laughs> but by the way, Steve Sanders also has one of my favorite lines from the episode. It's at, at the uh, funeral where uh, 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 Dylan can't remember Scott. Yes, is Kelly is like fidgeting and like is like talking about other stuff, and she's like, "I feel bad." And Scott, Steve just says, "You're doing better than Scott is." <laughs> oh right. <laughs> Like that's there's, a little heavy, Steve. There's well, a there's some Dylan piece of shit lines too. Like, um, what was it? it? Was something like, "Yeah, someone up there must really like me and hate Scott." Well, that's a Brandon line, and that oh, is line it? is fucking nuts. There's it's like fucking crazy. They're later on, whatever. D- Dylan and Brandon are just like kind of hanging out at uh, Brandon's house, and Dylan- oh, oh, Brandon, I didn't know you were home. I just got done going down on your sister. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "I'm gonna take off, man," and he's like. Yeah, you know, just think about all the times I should have died. You know, when I was drunk, when I drunk drove, definitely. There's a camping episode where there's, uh, where you saved my life, Dylan. That we'll get there eventually. Oh, that was that was what the rock climbing reference was. Yes, Uh, I did appreciate that he acknowledged the fucking drunk driving. Yeah, and he's like, and then I almost drowned as a kid. He's like, I don't know, man. Somebody must like you. And Dylan actually kind of rightfully is like, does that mean somebody didn't like Scott? He's like. I don't know, man. It's just kind of weird. <laughs> exactly. I mean, dude, whenever anyone fucking says that, it's like, dude, think about the other side of that statement. Exactly. The weirdest thing, though, about the start of that conversation is like, because the scene is uh, Brandon is like sitting at a desk downstairs studying. I mean, he's got a textbook yeah. open, but he's really just kind of looking out into nothing. And Dylan comes down and he goes, hey, Brandon, or he goes, uh, Hey, your mom says to come to bed. It's <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on up there? All right, Dylan, you're done fucking my daughter, right? All right, uh, could you tell my son <laughs> to go to bed, please? Yeah, it's just, it is, and also... And mister, what did I tell you about condoms in the wastebasket? <laughs> come on. Take them with you when you leave, you, please. You can drop them in a soda can so easily. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great uh, thing, though. I was wondering this entire fucking episode. And Steve, oh, the I don't soda know. can trick? No, no. You got to no, use the soda this? can trick. Jim Walsh is just like, oh, goddamn. It was such, tight, such a horrible day of oh, punching yeah. numbers coming home. Oh, well, someone left the pop open. <laughs> and he fucking starts oh, chugging that. You know, I, I hate wasting Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my question, though, Steve. And this is maybe something that has to do with, like, the way... Uh, the wind is actually blowing in season two, but how is it that there is a fucking uh, a friend or a you know outlier known associate who fucking accidentally kills themselves in a horrible accident, and there's not a scene where fucking Cindy and Jim are there to talk to the kids? It's are, a great question. I mean, and again, like that because I think there's there's a weirdness in this episode wherein like in an episode where you're supposed to feel simple because it is about a child. To death, and you would think it'd be like, and now we need to see. I mean, a Jim and Cindy are much less in the show now. It's more of a ki- a, a kid centric kind of like. So that happens being. like right at the jump yes. in season two. Then ideally, I, I mean, guess? they're in the show, but like, yeah, it, it's never. There's no Jim and Cindy plots anymore. It's all just Fuck. interesting. But, but right, I'm, I'm gonna miss those sexy business trips. But, but I would even like. I'm not even sure if this is about Scott dying. This is about David grieving more than anything. It's oh, absolutely. True. Yeah, that's it's, true. It's a David episode, but it's also like yeah. But again, like it's there should be more more parts where the the kids look more sympathetic as opposed to being horrible. Like oh, that nerd died. That kind. That's kind of gross. Yeah, he died in his why. gross house. 
That's why it had to be deleted off of all streaming platforms. <laughs> I mean, uh, like, I've, I've been through episodes in season one where I'm like, I hate most of these people. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, so like, I don't, yeah, I, I wasn't that surprised by them being terrible. Um, so, you know, everyone's asking David all this shit. They're, they're, you know, everyone's like glomming on to him and he's get, feeling a bit like overworked here. We do get a scene with uh, Mel Silver as his dad. is just like, it's going to take time to grieve, David. By the way, uh, is that lady harassing you still? Because I should, uh, I should step in there, get it, get right in the middle. Because like fucking the maniac, the ghost of West Beverly, fucking Pam Scanlon pops out. It's like, David, you're gonna come and see my house, right? You've got to take all of Scott's toys, dude. Oh my god, this woman is hiding behind a bush, waiting for this kid to get to school. And like, this is when, like, you're like, you're Mel Silver, like, oh, she told you to go to go pick up some stuff you know i'm gonna come with you it'll be better if there's an adult there to speak for your interests david yep. david i'm gonna call my lawyer who is also named mel silver hold right here <laughs> and i'm gonna get other mel silver to come with you next time you go and get your stuff from his house because it's i mean like again like yeah, this kid not only is lost his best friend was traumatized by watching him die you know what i mean like that's something you yep. never get over totally he doesn't need to go back in that house like that's not his that's not his responsibility now, Steve, I have a question about Mel Scanlon or uh, Mel Silver here because, uh, aside from him being a philanderer, mm-hmm. he seems, at least in this scene, like he's a good dad. Yes. Which, aside from the Walshes, you don't really see too much on this show. So, is that like kind of true of the character in general? Yeah, he is. A, he's, a, he's, a, he's actually a good guy uh, for the right. most part, aside from some of the philandering that goes on later on. He just can't fucking keep it in his pants. I mean, look at him, dude. He's ready to go. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he just goes say, to her. ah, dude. <laughs> It's him. It's a. Ama- it's an amazing shot because again, like this episode doesn't push that button too much. But in Scott's room, there is a, a cutout of a huge handgun that looks exactly like the gun that he gets killed with. Oh, and, I like, did not notice that. Someone's got to rip that off the wall. But like you know, she's like, "Oh, I remember when you boys were playing with Transformers. You have to take the Transformers, please, David. Take the Transformers." Oh, that's why this is deleted off the streaming. They used a Hasbro name by title. Uh, that's probably it. Oh, you might be right. Dude. Please choose it. Robot toy. Please take the robot. <laughs> robot toy. Um, whatever. He freaks out on her, and she like. You know, he's like, I, I can't do all this by myself. You're, you're pushing too hard. She loses it. She's a fucking maniac anyway. There is some insane details in here, though. Like, she's rummaging through this box of shit. And she's like, oh, David, look at this. It was from that uh, that one Fourth of July. You remember that? Oh, of course, Scott loved all holidays. And then she's like, oh, and here you go, David. Scott would have wanted you to have this. It's his Christmas stocking. And I was like, lady, he's fucking Jewish. What is he going to do with a Christmas stocking? You brought a Just, what in this house, David? <laughs> I'll tell you what to do with that Christmas stocking. You put it on your door in college when you got a learn it. Oh, yeah, there you go. All this is going in the garbage. Um, meanwhile, Brandon has to get this interview with David Silver. That's kind of the thrust of the second half of the episode. He's trying to get... He's trying to... And, and again, like you don't need this. You really don't. Like just you know. And, and, and like and Andrea's again always talking about it. Like like it's the fucking post going out. It's the fucking West Beverly <laughs> Brand- Blaze. Brandon, I'm thinking about putting your article about Scott right next to uh, what we're gonna get uh, for lunch uh, for the next <laughs> exactly. week. How about that? Do you think that's yeah. the best place for it? Yeah, Brandon, I'm putting the the story next to the fucking cafeteria menu <laughs> scandal story we have going. 
Um, so like, uh, there's a lot of David going. He bl- he blows up on Donna at least twice. Um, yeah. and he treats her like shit this episode, and she's just like, she finally snaps back. Like, hey, you know, I know you're going through some shit, but I'm the only one that is that cares about you, and like, really, blah blah blah. I I got everyone to that party. What the fuck? And he's like, yeah, I guess you're right. Ugh. And then he winds <laughs> up uh, watching a video of Scott that he took, uh, which is kind of devastating to look at. It's horrible, I think, because one of the, like, there's a sequence where David is walking down the hallway and he's stopped, like, every second by somebody. And one of them is this teacher, vice principal, or whatever this fucking dude is. Yeah. Who's like, hey, man, I got so-and-so to volunteer to edit this footage. We need this shit from the fucking time capsule ceremony, like, cut and ready to go. And he's like, no, 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 you know, I'll do it or whatever. So then, yeah, he's in the fucking computer lab, like... Where their friendship, you know, blossomed in high school, where he met Dylan McKay, you know, just He's, looking yeah. through all this footage. David is throwing himself into his work, you know. <laughs> That's the right move. Um, At, uh, just one thing, after the end of when he blows up at Mrs. Scanlon, when she's like, take his fucking Christmas stocking and his Transformers, he goes, uh, Scott accidentally shot himself in the stomach because he liked to play with guns. And she like fucking loses it and runs out of the room. It's a whole thing. And. <laughs> The best part of that is the end of the scene where he's like, Mrs. Scanlon, Mrs. Scanlon, come. Like, they're still in the same house. Yes. Like, Mrs. Scanlon, get back here. Mrs. Ah, ah. And he turns around and he, like, picks up Scott's bed and shakes it <laughs> yeah. angrily. Like, that was the move. It oh, rules. That's great. I mean, I do. Uh, 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 By the way, that was the first time that bed ever shook. <laughs> oh, man. You know what I'm <laughs> Well, the only time before that that even came close was the vibration of the gunshot ringing through the house. <laughs> Do you think they still got that gun? Do you think that, well, well oh, oh, what a tragedy. We lost our beloved Scotty, but we still have you, Mr. 9mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think fucking Connie took that with him yeah. out, to the, out to the coast, dude. He's going to fucking... Instead like, of, well, it, it took my son. It can take me. In case he can't find vittles on a night, you know, he can <laughs> hold somebody up with it. It's, oh, he's living in the woods? Yeah, yeah, of course. you, you nice. got to abandon society if you do such a thing. Instead of saying, like, it took my beloved son, he'd be like, it took my beloved bullet. <laughs> Wasted a bullet. <laughs> you, you, it's you, not a bullet. It's called a round. <laughs> Pam. God damn it, Pam! It's expensive. Okay, it's almost two dollars a bullet. Bullets are going up in value, actually. Okay. <laughs> um, so, like, yeah, it's kind of we're getting towards the end here, and Brandon's been fucking harping on this article. He kind of, sort of makes up with Andrea because he goes up to Andrea and he's like. Hey, what are you so upset about? And she's like halfway crying. She's like, I'm just watching you with her. It's just so, so difficult. And he's like, we're friends. We're going to be friends forever. And she's like, okay, that's that's awesome. It's kind of fucking hilarious that they make the editor of the school newspaper say that uh, because Emily's hanging around canoodling with Brandon, she doesn't like feeling like, quote, yesterday's news. Oh, yes. That's nice. And also, like, that's, that's the other thing, too, Brandon. Like, it's one thing, you know, you want to fucking get a hand job at th- that poor kid's house. That's fine. You can't be, like, making out in front of your friend at the school paper. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, you know what this girl's up to. You're being a dickhead. Yep. You can exactly. keep it inside for a little bit. Um,. So, like, they kind of make up, but he still has to get this article. So he goes to confront David, not confront David, to go ask David for this article uh, in, the, in the DJ booth. And it's great because he's like, Brandon, I don't really have time right now. He's like, 
David, I'm up against the deadline, dude. What do you want me to do? I'm like, I don't know. Fucking blow it out your ass, Brandon. How about that? <laughs> um, how about fuck you? But instead, he just he, this is what he like. It's the big the big monologue he gets, and like uh, Christian said this uh, last night, he doesn't quite get there. He does not. He's not there. He doesn't have n- it. No, it's it, it's close though. It's, it's not. It's not bad. It's not totally off base. I, I think he gets if you don't have the camera on him, it's better. Like when you're getting shots of like Steve being like, "Oh, that guy sounds pissed. I might like him." Uh, <laughs> like and like stuff like that. It works better. But like when he's on camera, it's it's not great. I gotta say, uh, he does ask the great question though. Like, why are you like the whole thing starts with him being like, "Why are you bothering with a tribute to Scott? Like, why do you give a shit?" What? And it's totally true. I mean, the only reason they give a shit is because he's fucking dead. A hundred percent. What, the 15 readers you have really need <laughs> yeah. to know about this? Are you fucking nuts? You well, I know, think it's it's David's line. He goes, no one gave a rat's ass about Scott until he died. Well, the thing is, like, once you do this article in the newspaper, Andrea and Brandon might get into an even better school. Thank you, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> You're totally right, dude. After this dead kid profile, Harvard is going to come and knock him. <laughs> Uh, one of his big lines here is Scott was my best friend and I dropped him because he's not cool like Steve or Kelly or Donna and like I don't know like they're not that cool dude like just whatever I don't also, know I, also wouldn't that alienate you from them immediately yes. like mm-hmm. immediately well because he embarrassed by the way the, the whole gag here is he's, he's going on this huge diatribe about nobody gives a shit about Scott until he died but the mic is on um, right, hot mic, hot, hot mic, and you know whatever. Brandon's like, your mic's on. I don't care, man. Scott is dead. He ain't coming back, dude. <laughs> Cowabunga! It is kind of an awesome like telling off of Brandon. Yes. and I'm glad the whole school got to hear. It, <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of true. They're like, oh yeah, all those all those fake losers, like that bemulleted, curly haired Steve Sanders. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like he walks out of the booth and everyone's kind of looking at him and I'm like this is when is there any teachers in this school somebody the grief counselor <laughs> needs to be like Mr. Silver why don't you come on uh, just come on rap, rap with me for a minute or two I, totally well David you clearly have problems let's go <laughs> no, talk no 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 David's gotta go join his father out <laughs> on the road <laughs> out in the woods Forever now, because after I did this, I would never come back to the school. I'm sorry. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I'm out of here. Oh, out in the woods with Scott's father. Yes. No. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of agree. I, it's kind of hard to come back from this. You know what sucked, though, was I was totally anticipating, because, like, the kids are, you know, the whole school's, like, gathering around the booth and everything. And then when David walks out, I was like, here comes a fucking slow clap. And they didn't do it. It's actually sort of weird. It's like the whole gang sort of descends on him. And it's like, you know what, David? You basically said we're all selfish pieces of shit, but you know what? Pretty cool. <laughs> well, they're like, oh, you know what, man? Next time somebody asks you how you're feeling, you don't have to say fine. Just tell them how you're really feeling. Except for Steve Sanders, because that guy don't care about nothing. You can ask the rest of us, though. Or you have him ride the rails with Conrad and learn how the different <laughs> symbols for where there's good vittles and when there's bad ones. Right. Oh, farmer's daughter, pretty. Also, I would love—I love the idea of like someone's like walking by, like, "Oh, how's it going?" And then you're just like, "Actually, it's terrible. Let's <laughs> talk for an hour." Like, I don't think it would fly. No. Some guy going to his car the other day in this parking lot I live in. Yes. You live in a parking and, lot. Uh, Hard I live, times. I live in a parking lot, and <laughs> this dude going to his car was like, "Oh, hey, how's it going?" And I was like, "Oh, it, oh, you're already in your car." <laughs> All right. 
What? Yeah, it's never a legitimate ask, no, especially in parking lot passing. That's what I was getting at. It is. Right. It is a. It is a phony fucking line. Come on. <laughs> um, that you know what's weird. So this all ends with uh, David is going to do something with a new capsule for yes. 1991. Now, I. I was genuinely captured by this moment when he gets something from uh, Pam Scanlon because I was like, it's going to be something that, you know, tied them together, but it could not possibly be that stupid fucking hat he was wearing. <laughs> <laughs> There's just no way it's that stupid, right? And well, that, boy, was your face red, Kevin. It's because stupid he, yeah, he, hat. he goes back to Pam and like they have a moment where she's like, I think he'd want you to have it, which is kind of a nice end for this horrible character. I mean, she's grieving. You get it. Sure. Um, he also, he gives her a tape of all oh, the edited, presumably the edited Scott footage. And he's he's actually nice. But he's like, you know, hey, here's this tape I told you about. You probably don't want to watch it right away, but when you're ready, this tape will be there for you kind of a thing. David, you're not, she's not asking you for money, is she? <laughs> is she shaking you down, David? Uh, you know, David, it's not actually a true thing that says the best friend needs to chip in 10% for the funeral costs. <laughs> if you're using cars, you can count the gas, you know, and she's got to pay for it. 40 cents a mile, David. Uh, yeah, so now we're we're all at school and we're we're digging a new time capsule and Donna's idea, by the way. This is yeah, so Donna's like I have a really special idea, which is it's nice. It's a very nice ending. Everyone's throwing something into the thing. Uh, 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 Andrea throws in the the newspaper that has Scott's obituary in it, and also on floppy disk, which she says will probably be a little bit outdated in fifty years. Uh, <laughs> try like twenty one minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Good luck getting that newspaper to load. <laughs> <laughs> I love Steve Sanders' cheap ass contribution, a Corvette keychain. Dude, what the fuck, dude? Get something <laughs> else to do than this fucking car you're jerking off about. Yeah, oh cool. In fifty years a keychain. Wow. Well, I had three things in my pocket a Corvette <laughs> keychain, a little baggie of Coke, and a hundred thousand dollars in a cash roll. All right. Only one of them is going in this time capsule. All right, I'll throw my Coke razor in there too. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what, ninety one? Yeah. Yeah. So it's fifty years? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in twenty forty one, guys. We can we can dig that up. Oh, cool! I think dig it up and celebrate Scott Scan. If we're do in twenty forty one, if we start um, pick Melrose two and back up next year, you'll be in like season four at that point. So <laughs> <laughs> exactly, um, yeah, whatever. Um, everybody. Brenda donates lycra spandex. Dylan donates surfboard wax. <sighs> It's just hilarious. No, Donna's like Hispanic. Brenda oh, has oh, okay. the Minnesota Twins t-shirt. Oh, right, 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 right. And also, like, this is all, like, so useless. Like, somebody's in fucking 50 years, like, a t-shirt and a fucking keychain. Wowza. Well, I mean, I don't know, dude. It sounds kind of mean, but, like, all time capsules are worthless. Yes, that's a good point. And so, no one's putting in anything of value in a time but, capsule. But something that denotes the time. The yes. Minnesota Twins. <laughs> wait, oh, wait a put second. in a Tory Amos CD if you're you, going to put in anything. You got this at school, and it counts down to the end of the world. <laughs> oh, fuck. Dude, this is the prequel to Knowing, actually. <laughs> Who was Scott Scanlon? Who was Scott Scanlon? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, oh, it turned out Scott Scanlon was nobody. S is the fifth letter of the language. You know? <laughs> Do all the numbers oh, no, Scott Scanlon was an alien. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, the last thing put in there, of course, is David. He reveals it's Scott's cowboy hat. It should be his Lakers cap. That's what we remember yes. Scott fondly for. Fuck. Like, I'm sorry he took this vacation and left basketball behind for the rodeo or whatever the hell. <laughs> Anything that would make you remember Scott away from this episode. Exactly. But it's so grim- singularly this episode. You That's the last hat he wore before he killed himself. <laughs> you might as well put the gun in there, man. <laughs> if Conrad would point, part with it. A lock of Conrad's bald head hair. Like, that's what's left of Scott. Um, and then Donna's like, only one thing left. And it's they, they all get sparklers out. And it's like, oh, it's like 4th of July, which was one of Scott's favorite Ooh. holidays. Even uh. though Scott loved all the holidays. God damn it, it's so sad. It's know, m- so- maybe in like 2041, they'll clone Scott. Mm. Oh, that's yeah. a good idea. And this was uh, Doug Emerson's retirement from acting. Never act again. That's right. He joined the, I believe he became an Air Force person of some I, kind. Yeah, I think he thought, like, you couldn't go on to another role if you die. Like, well, I, I died in TV and movies. <laughs> well, that's it for me. Uh, that is the end of that episode. Uh, and it's going, This one's for you, Scott. That, yes, that's it. Uh, you know what? This one's for Scott, man. <laughs> Something for Scott. Yeah, it's like MC Hammer. <laughs> also, can I just point out how lame it is to really love the 4th of July that much? Yeah, well. That sucks. <laughs> that's what gets you a cowboy hat and a fucking bullet in the gut. <laughs> I yeah. guess that's true. It's a prereq. You have to be 4th of July favorite holiday. Okay, now I can murder myself with a cowboy hat on. Uh, uh, so as we do, as always, uh, we're going to go around the horn, some parting shots and or are you excited to pick this back up when we do eventually sometime either later this year or most likely early next? Um, Eric Siska. Oh, man, this was some episode. The yeah, I mean, it's something I, I felt like the David stuff was good. It is a weird episode. Um, I'm glad we did it to go out on because you got to go out with a bang. <laughs> Um, oh, Jesus. I'm excited to keep going because uh, I, I had no idea I would ever like 90210 and fuck, dude, I like 90210. <laughs> yeah! yeah! I did yeah, it! Yeah, I did, did it! <laughs> uh, Christopher Cabin? This was excruciating. <laughs> uh, this like I, So I kind of am looking forward to more 90210 because I know it can't get more emotionally draining than this. <laughs> and like more emotionally lacerating than this. Um, so yeah, I, I'm looking forward to getting back to it eventually. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm kind of glad Scott's dead. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I thought he was a drain on the show. Well, the problem, Chris, is when we come back, it'll still be season one and Scott will be, go, the zombie oh, Scott will be around. But, but now, somehow Scott resurfaced. <laughs> yeah, but I, I've seen him leave the party. I don't care if I see him, you know, pictures from the party too. Cloning, uh, Wayfinders, <laughs> that's Oklahoma technology. <laughs> uh, Andrew Jupin. Yeah, man, you know, it's funny. It's like rarely does 18-year-old hype hold up. <laughs> uh, and I'm here to say that this time, Steve Sadek, you did it. Uh, this episode, as it is, was quite something. This whole Melro 210 journey has been quite something. You know, when we started this at the, the the start of all this hellscape horse shit existence that we have now, it was like, you know, here's something that, like, you know, we can just put out for folks and whatnot. But I did not realize that this was also a project for us. So I have to thank the three of you for going along with this also. 
because uh, it really sort of helped with all of this, uh, you know. And going forward, I'm so super psyched to bring it back on Patreon. I believe Steve will probably have been the winner here in the 90210 Melrose Place Wars in, <laughs> in season one of Melrose 210. Uh, but I'm also looking forward to getting back to Melrose Place just because yep. the fucking insanity there was just about to hit uh, before we had to sign off. So yeah, I'm excited for the whole thing and I'm stoked that so many folks out there uh, were able to jump on board with this and have a good time with us too. That's absolutely true. Yeah, I, I want to thank everybody for sticking around and going on this journey. I, I've, it's been fun watching people on Twitter like be like, oh, this show sucks. Oh, what the fuck? And then, then like three weeks later, like, Billy is such an asshole. What the fuck is his problem? Like, <laughs> it's really kind of funny to watch all that sort of stuff. Thank you guys to have, for always supporting us in general. We're, we're about to do our 500th episode in a couple of days. Tomorrow, actually, going to record it. Well, uh, so it's just amazing to watch all you very kind folks uh, come along with us during these journeys, especially during the darkest time. Uh, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're, we're, then there's going to be brand new content each and every week on the We Hate Movies feed uh, for the foreseeable future. That's why we're kind of needing to sort of shift gears here. But this has been a really, mm. really fun experiment for us and we will definitely bring it back because we had a lot of fun talking about it and a lot of fun talking to you guys about it and talking with you guys about it online and all that stuff so it's definitely going to be part of our stable of shows a little stable of shows we got oh, going on here guys yeah a little stable built yeah. over the last every, 10 years so you, every, you, every so often you walk in there and you brush them <laughs> yeah, you gotta <laughs> brush your nexuses and your gleep glossaries yeah, yeah a salt lick for the gleep glossary <laughs> oh here you go little animation damnation here's a little here's a little care for you a little cat ah look at this my good friend gleep glossary come in here look at your coat it's so great you have a carrot or gleep glossary hanging out with nexus or nexus come in here yeah or nexus gets celery and gleep glossary gets carrots their favorite i love it i love those little miniature horses or whatever (laughs) the fuck arnold has I don't know what the fuck that guy's got going on, but it looks utterly fantastic. Yeah, I mean, we had a lot of fun during the quarantine. No one's had more fun than Arnold Schwarzenegger with those tiny horses. Yeah, that's true. Um, I wish I had enough land for tiny horses and pools and Hollywood mansion. Um, but yeah, we're, right now we're going to put the, the uh, Mero Tuono in the stable for a little while, give it a carrot, <laughs> pet its nose, say it's a good girl, but we'll come back to you eventually. We will. Uh, you do want to check us out on patreon.com slash we movies because all throughout august we got a, a ton of awesome content coming your way including on the main feed the 500th episode which i cannot say but if you're a patron you'll get the big daddy dispatch and you'll be the first to know what that 500th episode is going to be oh yeah oh Melo, put the cookie down <laughs> uh and you know if you go to whmpodcast.com uh we do want to say because that's one of the most important things to come out of this whole quarantine is this year this entire year we are giving any and all merch sales profits to black lives matter and black lives matter adjacent charities please uh if you're interested in our merch that's where to pick it up, whmpodcast.com. Right. There's also a link to Act Blue that, ta- that takes you directly to those charities. If you want to cut out the middleman, go right ahead. We encourage that as well. Definitely. And, and Steve, I want to interrupt right here to say, if you have a problem with that, to go fuck yourself. That's a great idea. You because could. I've seen some comments that some people have a problem with it, and maybe this isn't the show for you. I'm sorry that we want a better future. <laughs> yeah, okay. totally, dude. If you got beef with this, you can fucking direct it to Eat My Ass, Care Of, New York City. <laughs> well, you know you should do? You should, if you really if you have a huge problem with it, you should go uh, to Conrad Scanlon's office. Uh, there's a little <laughs> key uh, that will open the desk drawer, and you could spin that go 
fun and have a lot of fun, yep. dude. And you know what? That's just a joke. And I know someone out there is going to try to frame it in a weird way. And that's sad. <laughs> um, it is her. It is sad. Um, oh, I do want to say tonight uh, we will be live uh, doing a watch party for Adam's Family Values. Um, yes. This yep. is July the 30th. Uh, so if you're listening to this after that, it already happened. So check uh, on Twitter at WHM Podcast. All that info is there. You definitely want, don't want to miss this. It's going to be us, good friend of the show, Griffin Newman, who's having us, by the way. He's hosting it. We're, we're his guests. We're really super excited to do that with Paramount, with Griffin. Adam's Family Values is a great summertime. So it's going totally. to be a nice, some more summer diversions for you guys. We're so fucking busy here. Um, <laughs> I have been Steven Sadak. Andrew Jupin. Eric Sisko. Chris Cabin. Take it easy and wear a fucking mask, you animals! That was a HeadGum Podcast.